0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Friday the 13th. Are you ready to be scared? How about this? BYU football is now a 20-and-a-half-point underdog at
1: Boise State. We are 50 days away from BYU football's first game at Arizona. And to celebrate, BYU Athletics is back with its BYU 50 Assistant AD David Almadova drops by to discuss how it's bigger and better than ever. What's in the box? Plus, a young lady who can most likely outlift you. She's gunning for the University
0: World Games and the scariest BYU football player on the roster. Let's go!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem
0: Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, July 13th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am
1: Spencer Linton, teamed up with Scooby-Doo impersonator Jason Shepard. Don't you put that on me. Uh, for those that follow BYU Sports Nation on Instagram, you can go enjoy this now. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you need to follow BYU Sports Nation because you will see one of the worst Scooby-Doo impressions I've ever heard from one Spencer J. Linton. And I don't even know if that's your it's name. It's K. Pretty close. Oh, yes. Kent Wow, one of the worst? Oh, okay, that may be harsh. You're just mad because
0: the show started with <laughs> Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, okay? There's a reason that it probably started with Jerem Jordan today, right? It's a right? big
1: day for the Jerem Jordan family. Yes it is. Big yes day.
0: it is. Big day. Our sincere congratulations to Jerem and Whitney Jordan. And their daughter, Venna, who now has a little brother, Tate, was born this morning, 6.38 a.m. Oh. Big, healthy baby boy, 9 pounds, 2 ounces, 20 and a half inches. We love you guys. We are thrilled for you. Enjoy it. There is nothing like these moments.
1: What did I tell you and Jerem yesterday? You called it. I called it. Now, the baby was due Tuesday, correct? Mm-hmm. So the baby was, was technically overdue. And I told you and Jerem, I'm like... I just have a feeling I'll be doing the show tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you said I'm paying extra close attention to our pre-production conversation because Jerem's going to be at the hospital. Boom. Check. There it is. See, there's no reason
1: for you to be mad. No, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. <laughs> or take personal shots at my <laughs> Scooby-Doo impersonations. You not only had Scooby-Doo, uh, but you also went with a little Shaggy. Yes. And I'm not talking about the 90s no. uh, musician Shaggy. No, the throwback to Casey Kasem. Yes. Yoinks!
0: Uh, that one's not that bad no it's not that bad no yeah but if you want to see scooby-doo you got to go to instagram sorry (laughs) uh again congratulations to the jordan family let's not spoil that wonderful moment that's awesome with you dissing my (laughs) scooby-doo impersonations
1: now uh, now as you mentioned Venna has a little brother a boy and a girl amazing That's a a fun family right there. amazing. Really,
0: really great news. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're
2: talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Okay, now to the frightening news on this Friday, July 13th. Jason. (laughs) Notice this gem yesterday, and it would be from a upstate Washington or Boise State area guy who was a Broncos fan, pointing out the fact that BYU is a 20-and-a-half-point underdog to the Broncos on the
1: blue. 20-and-a-half points. I think at that point, the half is just rubbing it in. Too high, too low, or just right, Jason? Look, I'm going to say too high. Look, I, I don't agree with it. But I can understand why maybe Vegas has it in that range. In their eyes, BYU is a team that's going to win five games, playing on the road at a top 25 team. That's how Vegas looks at this. If you're just looking on the, on the surface – BYU's played Boise State seven times, by the way, heading into this season. The Cougars are two and five. We know the record. They haven't won in Boise. Of the seven games, though, only two have had the winning team winning by 20 plus. That normally does not happen. So, and, and quite frankly, by the time this game happens, I think the Cougar offense will be just fine. So I think it's too high.
0: Three of the four times BYU has gone to Boise, it has been a one yes. point game. And I had a ton of people coming at me on Twitter yesterday saying, well, BYU lost by 17 last year, and it's at Boise, so tack on three more points. And why is there any reason to believe that BYU is going to you know, be able to stay within 21 based on what happened last year, and Boise is supposed to be better? BYU will not be as bad offensively as they were last year. We are talking about statistically, yes. historically, the worst offensive output in half a century. You want to use that as your basis to make this argument that, oh, 100%, it should be 20 and a half. No question. Let's I totally, ag- I totally get it. Let's ignore
1: four decades' worth of stuff and focus on one year and say, okay, well, that's the new norm. Then
0: there's the argument, well, is bringing back all the same players, and they've got a brand new staff, and they're the offensive coordinators, and he's never done it. Stop it. Fessy Satake, offensive coordinator, successful at Weber State last year. Aaron Roderick has been an offensive coordinator. He's called plays. There are guys on the staff that know what they're doing. And if you want to say, well, the past two years, BYU's offense hasn't been great. The whole offensive staff is gone now, aside from Steve Clark. Yeah, it's not going to be as bad as last year. And is Boise going to be good? Sure. I'm banking on the fact that the Broncos will be good. But I don't think they're 20 and a half points better than BYU this year. This is Las Vegas making a massive (laughs) overcorrection just to, like, cover the bases. We were so off last year. Yeah, we're going to go the entire opposite direction. This is like your friend that tells you you need to be at the airport four hours before your flight. Okay. You're not going to get on your flight on time unless you're there <laughs> four hours before it takes off. Because your friend walked past a shady character in the airport, and all of a sudden the uh, dogs at the airport are sniffing some drug paraphernalia. So he has everything looked through, and then he can't get through security. Okay, he loses his boarding pass. So he needed all four hours. Yes. Okay. This is Vegas playing the extra caution card. Be to the airport four hours
1: before your flight. Or you're going to miss it. Probably is a good idea, though, to be at the airport four hours a (laughs) day. Are
2: you questioning my logic?
1: (laughs) Earlier in the week, we were discussing how we would rank this year's BYU football team in terms of video game rankings. And Jason Kirk of SB Nation actually released his predictions on what the rankings would look like for 130 college football teams if EA Sports had released NCAA Football 19. He has BYU's overall ranking at a 75. This is, again, out of 100. I think that's fair. It's fair. Defense at an 84. Okay. And the offense at a 68. Stop it. So, Spencer, what's your reaction to BYU's offense getting a 68 out of 100 video game ranking this year?
0: Do I need to throw Jason Kirk into the conversation as the friend that's telling you to get to the airport four hours early? Okay, with the 68 rating, maybe he's the guy that's like
1: three and a half. I was really hoping you were going to do a Captain Kirk
0: impersonation. Three and a half hours. I just can't (laughs) believe that 68? (laughs) Come on. I, I know that BYU was historically bad last year, but you cannot be serious if you are using that as your base for the standard that is going to be there moving forward. You anticipate that BYU is going to be as bad as they were last year offensively. Stop it. That means you're discrediting every change that has been made and the attention to detail. There is a clear, clear project in place for BYU to address the offensive concerns. Like I don't know how much better it's going to be, but it's not going to be a 68, which compared to the rest of the 130 Division I teams, is one of the projected worst offenses in
1: 2018. Stop it. Every prediction we are seeing has nothing to do with this upcoming year. It is all based off of last year. And as we have talked about on so many shows, as you've brought up again today, the fact that people are basing the offense off of the historically low season last year is ridiculous that they think that that is now the norm is ludicrous but all of the same it's players speed are back. i tell you all
0: of the same players are back jason
1: there's no reason to hope for anything better look here's the thing though until this offense can get on the field and prove them wrong that's really all they're going to pay attention to is last year the offense has got to come out and prove them wrong which i think they will that will happen BYU is not going to
0: produce the same offensive numbers that they did last year. I mean, a change in scheme alone, just because it's better for the college game, the way that the game is set up now, will help the offensive numbers. BYU is not going to lose to, and I know they don't play UMass at home this year, but a team of UMass's talent level in Provo this year. That's not going to happen. I have people wanting to bet me right now. Hashtag betting is wrong. That BYU won't win more than four or five games, people. People, they're so pessimistic after one year. You don't need to be at the airport four hours early for every
1: domestic flight. Two and a half though is is legit. Yeah, I mean, the airport fair. says two hours. I don't want people. I don't want people to loop miss their flights. I've got a flight to Vegas at uh, four. Better be there at noon. What? So you can get a bite to eat and, you know, use the restroom. Yeah, you can use the restroom and get a bite to eat. You can go toward downtown Salt Lake (laughs) and Temple Square and take an Uber back to the airport and still be there two hours before. You could take a flight to a short location and come back and be there for your regular flight. How about that? Good grief. On to some bigger and better news.
0: Today is the launch of what has become a phenomenon across BYU Sports Nation. It is... BYU 50. 50 days. 50 states. High heat swag to the winners who locate these boxes. An incredible effort put on by BYU Athletics led by David Almodova in collaboration with Nike, our guy Chris Burke up there at Nike World Headquarters. Outstanding stuff. And there's a reason it's called BYU 50.
2: Countdown to the Wildcats.
0: 50 days, 50 days away from the BYU football season opening in the desert at Tucson, Arizona against
1: the Wildcats. I can't believe we're 50 days away. Like, it's going to be fall camp in like two weeks. It's crazy to think about that. Love it. Hashtag BYU 50 in play as of today.
0: The high heat swag coming out of those boxes is next level. And we're going to talk with David Almodova about what went into that and the collaboration. I mean, it has been happening for a long time. In fact, I was lucky enough to be in some of the initial conversations very, very late into the night, early into the morning, (laughs) discussing some of these details.
1: So cool to see the product that has come from this. The video that they put out yesterday, last night, that showed everything that was brought out of that box. I went, oh, I want that. And then the next, oh, I want that too. Did you see the players reacting? Yeah, it was awesome. All of the athletes are like, uh, I'm going to need this box. We we talk about elite on this show. That (laughs) box is elite. It is elite. High heat
0: swag. Hashtag BYU50 underway. That poses the question, as we all now turn to our own closets (laughs) and storage facilities and boxes of memorabilia. What is your most prized piece of BYU swag, Jason?
1: This one was, was a little difficult for me because obviously I've got, I've got a lot of stuff. But I actually decided on something that's fairly recent. Okay. And I ultimately went with – I have a – it's actually a picture that was made for me uh, of me throwing out the first pitch two seasons ago at the BYU baseball game. Um, Keaton Kringland's mom – is at most of the home games and she she is a photographer and she takes a lot of pictures and she took a picture of me throwing the first pitch and turned it into like an SI cover like a like a baseball magazine cover and put my name on it I mean it's awesome it's I've got I've got it framed in my basement or did now we're we're building a new house so it'll go in the new house okay but I've also got a second picture up in our office I've noticed it <laughs> I love that thing and and the fact that That she took the time to do that on her own and do something that special for me, I thought that was awesome. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with my first pitch, my BYU baseball first pitch magazine cover that Keaton Kringlin's mom made for me. Okay. Now
0: I have a few. Number one, all of the newspaper clippings and ticket stubs I have from the 1996 BYU football season. Okay. I saved everything from that season. Really important to me. I mean, that... Solidified my fandom at new levels watching BYU go fourteen and one and win incredible games. I don't know if my second one actually counts as a bit of memorabilia, but it was the opportunity to interview Lavelle Edwards in our final interview at BYU TV. Get a copy of that interview and have that uh, before one of the greatest coaches in all of collegiate football history passed away. So that that to me is a very valued piece of BYU swag. All right, Jason, what do you got for us next?
1: In honor of today being Friday the 13th, it's one of the scariest days of the year. This By is the way, not happening. Is this it? mask really smells. Is this really happening? Who is the scariest player on the BYU football team? <laughs> well, right now I'm scared mostly of you. I'm keeping this on this entire segment right here. This this part right here, this is on.
0: Uh, you're
1: doubling up on the Jason factor here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason Shepard. Where did you get a hockey mask? Pretending to be Jason Voorhees. Where did did Jason get a hockey mask? You don't need to worry about that. Again, this really smells.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, being that there are no Hannibals or uh, Freddies on the BYU football roster this year, I'll give you the Jason side. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm going with the big man in the middle. He is the gentle giant when you meet him in-person, Kyrus Tonga. Mm -hmm. But on the football field, to me, he is the scariest BYU football player. Happy Friday the 13th, everyone. Watch out. Kyrus Tonga is coming for you. The dude was a beast last year as a freshman. He's bigger. He's better. He's stronger. And there is something about being able to flip the switch. When you can be a nice guy everywhere else, and then go a little crazy just on the football field, you got to watch out for those dudes. Kairos Tonga is going to play in the NFL. He is a scary, scary proposition for all offensive linemen. I don't even care if it's an off- that's offensive lineman from Washington or Wisconsin. Kairos Tonga
1: will cause you problems. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I am going with my dude, Sione Takitaki. And I love, okay, I gotta, I just, <laughs> I have to take that off. I just can't, I can't keep going with that. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that he's moving back to his natural spot, of linebacker. I, and I think everybody, every opponent should worry about that. Last year alone, tackle 79, second on the team behind Fred Warner. Solo tackles 43, second behind Fred once again. Sacks five, second behind Corbin last year. The word that comes to mind when I think of Sioni is disruptor. He may not get to the quarterback every single time, but he is going to disrupt what the offense is trying to do. That is a scary proposition for the opposition. So I am going with Sione Takitaki. Jason is takey, takey,
0: Takitaki. <laughs> yes. For the scariest player. Wow. Hey, that's not worse than the mask that you just wore. You want to smell this mask? No, I have okay. no desire right. to even get within the
3: well, 39 lost. and a half
0: foot pole <laughs> of that hockey mask. <laughs> Good gravy. Kairos Tonga and Sione Takitaki, our scariest players on the BYU football team. Now to social media and our question of the day. What is your most prized piece of BYU swag? We ask this question as we kick off hashtag BYU50. We'll have David Almodova, athletic director of athletic marketing or something like that. We'll get his official title. It's like 17 words long. The point is, he's the man, and he works really hard at making this BYU 50 experience next level for all BYU fans. Okay, so with that in mind, what's your most prized piece of BYU swag? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
2: This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Crispy Nick in on Twitter.
0: It's an interesting Twitter handle. <laughs> Easily my photo with Ty Detmer. <laughs> and Kalani Satake at the BYU Fan Fest in Houston from 2017, despite how last year turned out. I still have a ton of respect for Coach Satake and Ty Detmer will always be a Cougar legend. Hashtag BYUSN. Guy can still sling it, too. Apparently. Yeah. See the video that Max Hall put out Yeah, there? that was
1: impressive. That was pretty impressive. The goat still doing it at age 50.
0: Hashtag BYUSN. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, tell us about your most prized piece of BYU
1: swag coming up what is the chance that the BYU sports nation karma sends Croatia all the way to the title <laughs> It's coming up <laughs> it's already
0: been a success and hashtag BYU 50 under the microscope what went into producing some of the highest heat BYU swag out there fandom is at an all-time high this is BYU sports nation
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by
1: the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns to BYU TV on Tuesday, August 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Dave, Blaine, David, and Brian getting you ready for the start of the BYU football season. AFR is back August 7th. And we welcome
0: you back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation always open. On social media, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever, wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day, what is your most prized piece of BYU swag? Use the hashtag BYUSN at and on Twitter. I have a signed Jimmer Fredette jersey that I won in a contest. I wore a dress to get it. I've heard this story before. <laughs> but I promised to never wear a dress again if I won. I have kept my word. Thank you, Laser Sheep, for never donning a dress again. But I'm glad you got your gym or jersey. I wouldn't think that would be hard to not do again. It's not like he's giving anything up here. Jason, don't paint yourself into a corner here, okay? All right. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B... The producer of High Heat Swag, Assistant Athletic Director, Director of Marketing and Promotions, all-around smooth operator. Did I get everything in your title? His name is David Almodova.
4: Thank you, Spencer. It's great to be here. But I'm a little nervous watching the first segment. You guys are pretty fired up on here.
1: Well, it's- Would you like to wear this uh, Jason Voorhees mask? <laughs>
4: I'll pass.
0: <laughs> Look, when BYU is a 20-and-a-half-point underdog to Boise State, that'll get the blood
4: flowing. It does. Okay, it gets that- my blood blo- boiling. Yeah,
0: let's go. Let's go. Hashtag BYU50 is back. 50 states, 50 days, thousands of fans competing to win product that we've never seen before. I mean, this is next-level BYU product. David, why is it different this season, the whole BYU50 approach?
4: So, obviously, the last few years, we've done some helmets that we thought were pretty nice. They were great. Every year, it's, how do you do it better? How do you step up your game? How do you make it great? And so a conversation started back in February uh, with Chris Burke up at Nike, and how could we enhance the BYU 50 experience? What could we do? Nike's been a longtime partner of BYU Athletics uh, for over 20-plus years, and so that's when the conversa- conversation started, was just back in February, and it kind of went through the night into the early morning, <laughs> and Spencer, you were a part of that discussion. <laughs> you were there. And uh, and so it's great to see from that night where it started to what happened last night.
1: So this is this is an actual box. That's an actual box. This so can we can we reveal some of this? stuff? Absolutely. The yeah. box alone is sweet. The, yeah, the box alone is awesome. So here, I'm gonna hand this to okay. you. All right, give me the swag, and then you can open it, and uh, and I will be the uh, the model here. Okay, and we'll hold it up. All right. Yeah, I will be the Vanna White okay. for those that remember who Vanna White is. Okay,
0: I mean, it's even, even the top product here is incredible. The first thing you see is one of the iconic moments eh. in BYU football history. It is the Taysom Hurdle at Texas imprinted on a dry-fit, white, long sleeve Nike t-shirt. That's unbelievable. The material is amazing, that and is the play is amazing. Unbelievable. Like, who has that? Who has that? A photo taken by Mark Philbrick, longtime outstanding photographer for BYU Athletics. Uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Okay. You should take that. Credit that for was
4: that. my favorite piece when we first started talking about the, it. The, the, the hurdle was the hurdle.
0: The hurdle picture imprinted on just a silky, soft Nike t shirt, long sleeve. Oh, so good. So good.
1: Okay. What else we got in there?
0: Uh, how about this? Royal Blue. Nin- All it says is 1984 on the T-shirt. <laughs> that is awesome. That is sweet. a throwback to the 1984 national championship year, and it does have BYU the 50 BYU the 50 bottom. insignia kind of uh, printed on the bottom left of the T-shirt. But again, I, if you explain how good that material feels, okay? That's- Who has this stuff? Who has this? Okay, David, you said that the Taysom Hill was...
4: Yeah, so now, and this is my favorite, too. Okay. So the Taysom one's my favorite. So is 1984. That's my favorite as well.
0: There's so like, just that year, okay? Royal blue, 1984. You wear, th- that means so much. Nothing else needs to be
1: said about that shirt. Walking around in that shirt, in that color, everybody knows what you're talking about.
0: Exactly. Okay. Now I'm going to plot the shoes here, okay? Custom... Air Force Ones, white with royal blue oh, Nike, ho, ho. and under the Nike on the back of the shoe it says fifty. So it is custom to BYU fifty. I mean, how do you, how do you even how do you even begin something like this, David? How does that
4: come into play? So again, just being able to work with Nike and just talking about all the different ideas and the different types of products. Um, obviously, we wanted to customize every item in the box and so as we started the process with the shoes it was obviously we'd have to have byu 50 on there and so we were grateful to nike to, to coordinate to collaborate with us and and put those shoes together for us
0: you put both shoes together like you show the back one says byu oh and the other says 50
1: yeah let's uh, let's show that
4: uh okay so these are now these are my favorite pieces. as well <laughs> I, i'm sensing a trend here david yeah i really like those shoes <laughs>
0: these are my favorite yeah these are my favorite
1: <laughs> okay what
0: else we got in shoes there? oh we're not done yet we're not okay how about this i'm not even sure how to explain the subtlety of the old byu cougar logo on a long sleeve royal blue tee but like you have to like shine Yeah, it's like the, the light, light has, has to, to hit it in the right way for it, the, sh- the shimmery byu to show
1: up it's like a magic shirt you know what i mean? Like The light has to hit it, and it's
4: beautiful.
0: Now, when you see these initial designs, and I mean, how much modification goes into to kind of moving the product and, and making sure that it's just how you want it?
4: So it's, it's a lot of um, looking at the product, and you know, the design comes to fruition on, on a computer screen, and then you need to make sure that the actual vendor puts the article together so that it comes out the way we want it. So Okay.
0: Uh, this is the last item. And I know that Jason, this is Jason's favorite because it has something to do with baseball. Okay, it is a baseball jersey, uh, navy blue, Cougars, again, the subtlety of just the, the print. Navy on navy? That's pretty cool. Well, and, it, and it's, I'm not sure what the material is called that makes up the lettering here. Maybe you know what it's, what it's called, David. But... No, but
4: that's my favorite piece <laughs> in the box.
0: <laughs> BYU 50... Uh, a patch on the sleeve, on the right sleeve, just outstanding job. So from all of us across BYU Sports Nation, bravo. Like this is an amazing job that you and your team have done along with Chris Burke and Nike like that. It's just great job.
4: Thank you. And it's, you know, it's a total team effort. I mean, it's not just one or two people. It's a total team effort. effort. Uh, My staff put a lot of time into all this in preparation for the BYU 50 campaign to actually take place. Um, so, the video last night that you saw Tyson Hutchins and Stuart call worked on that to put out to our fan base, and I think uh, for what i 've been told, great reviews from it oh uh, yeah, people are excited and pumped and so, and just the rest of our team this this is a total team effort, and it takes a lot of people to put this together to coordinate with fifty states um, to make sure that people have the best experience that they can
1: so because of of what is in this box certainly these are going to be sought after so how can i i mean the fans (laughs) that are going to be going for these boxes how can they actually win that box
4: so a change that we've implemented this year was that we wanted to make sure that we give more people an opportunity to win and not just be the first person on site to get the box or to win and so what we've done is we've changed it to where now when you get there, you'll have about a 30-minute window. And what we want you to do is when you get there, you'll take a photo. We have a roller banner that says Go Cougs on it. We want you to take a picture. And we want you to post it to your personal social media platform. Um, it needs to be an account that we can all see. And hashtag BYU50. And then that night, we will randomly select a winner to win the box. And then what we'll do is we'll contact that person And we'll ask them, hey, what's your size, so that it's customized to them.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So clearly there's been an emphasis on making it more friendly for all of the participants. Right. And I know that you thought long and hard about, okay, well, even if they don't win the box, how can we make people feel more a part of BY 50? So how are you doing that?
4: So as far as making more people feel a part of it, I think the 30-minute window now gives more people the opportunity to come. I think in the past where if you didn't get there and you saw the winner and it's already posted, you maybe give up on going to the location. But now 30-minute window is a pretty good uh, amount of time for you to get there. And so, yeah, we just want more people to be involved, um, more people to uh, engage on social media. And I don't know, we think it'll be a fun. And this is feedback we receive from our fan base. And so we're implementing that to help, hopefully help our fans have a better experience with it. You
0: have listened to the voice of the nation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, I know there are a bunch of t-shirts involved. That's how you sending out pictures yeah. of your So we'll team. have runner-up
4: prizes. We'll yeah. have stuff there as well for people to win, uh, to get on site. So that should be a, a nice little addition as well. There will also be another small addition to the box, another piece of product that we'll add to the box that we just didn't bring on the show today.
0: Wow, and it, there's a flag involved, I think, at some point right that you notice the flag.:
4: Yeah, so that'll be what the picture will be. So it'll be a flag, it'll be a BA 50 flag, and that'll be the item that you see in the original post. Okay, nice. so.
1: Wow. This is unbelievable. And I'm with you. All of it is my favorite.:
4: <laughs> <laughs> This one is really the material on this is amazing. It's a hyper cool um shirt, and so it's it's really nice.:
1: Oh, yeah, this
4: is I really.: unbelievable. Like it. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, I'm ready for my school shopping, David. <laughs> Let's um, and and I want this box to be it.
4: <laughs> Spencer will talk offline. <laughs> Great stuff.
0: Hey, thank you so much again. Congratulations to you and your team. We're looking forward to a fantastic BYU 50. Thanks, guys. Thanks for
4: having me on. His Go name is David
0: Almodova, and uh, clearly he has the goods for all BYU fans.
1: Hey, we have a power lifter on campus, and you know what? She's going to join us coming up a little bit later on the show. Is she going to tell me I probably need to work my legs more? I would imagine that will good Never skip happen.
0: leg day, Jason. That's what, that's what they say. Also, what's the chance Jimmer Fredette and company are champions of the basketball tournament. We'll discuss that, among other things, with Percentage Fun. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And now, present your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Feel the beat. Let it flow through you. Kyle Collinsworth continues his NBA Summer League tonight with Dallas as the Mavericks take on the Washington Wizards. Collinsworth averaging 15 points per game in 18 minutes of action. Tip 6 Eastern time on
1: ESPNU and ESPN3. Zach Blair sits at 4 under after the first round of the John Deere Classic. Daniel Summerhays is 5 over and will tee off this afternoon.
0: The second round of the Web.com Tour Utah Championship today. Patrick Fishburne currently tied for 40th at 4-under through 4 holes. He's going to play on the PGA Tour at some point, Jason. Mike, we're currently tied for 94th at 1-under
1: through 13 holes. The projected cut is 3-under par. And in addition to Peter Quest, two other BYU golfers have qualified for the U.S. Amateur Championship. Junior Spencer Dunaway qualified by finishing first at Kapalua Golf Club in Hawaii. And Rhett Rasmussen also qualifies with his participation at the U.S. Open earlier this summer. The U.S. Amateur Championship will be August 13th through the 19th at a little place called Pebble Beach. Let's get into your field of expertise, Jason. Mathematics hmm. and
0: percentages. Nobody said there'd be math involved. <laughs> Let's play What's the Chance?
2: BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance?
0: Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. In at number
2: one, what do you have for us, Ben Bagley? Well, guys, what's the chance BYU will cover the 20.5-point spread against Boise State? You want to take this one first? You're you're very passionate about this.
0: (sighs) Okay, uh, just because its percentages and exacts are very, very, very difficult... I'm going to say 99% chance BYU covers a 20 and a half point spread at Boise State. One, it probably won't be 20 and a half points by the time the game rolls around. Yes. That's a great point, actually. But at this point, and again, hashtag betting is wrong. <laughs> easy money, in
1: my opinion. 99% chance. Jason, where are you at? I'm going to say an 85% chance. It, I just don't see them losing by 20 and a half. And the point that you just made is spot on. Number one, BYU's offense is not go- there's going to be far more known about the BYU offense by the time that game rolls around, but also by the time that game rolls around, I highly doubt that the spread is even that high. So, Come yeah, on. 85%, th- they'll cover that.
2: Number two. One thing I know for sure is there's 0% chance that Spencer's ever been – be the airport four hours before his flight guy. <laughs> ben is close to the be oh, four hours. Well, no. I, I'm a little paranoid about the airports and flights. No. i got to be there early. I'm just well, even saying.
0: Ben, Ben's a smart guy, but even Ben's, Ben's only a- going two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Okay. Two hours. Yeah. Not four hours, but you're right, Ben. Uh, I've never been in the airport
2: four hours early. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> What's the chance Jim or Fredette, Brandon Davies, and Charles Abou bring home the championship of... The basketball tournament.
1: You want to go first, Jason? Yeah, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go 100%. Really? You Where are, are not taking... You are not... I'm going to get my, my my favorite of the blue, blue goggles. Blue goggle alert. Should Google I wear Google this Google and Google this Google at the <laughs> same time? The mask blue and the blue, blue Google Google goggles. I am doing this.
0: Can you even work that? I don't You're going to need bigger blue goggles, yep, I think. I am. Yep. Yeah, you're going to need the extra large blue goggles, especially for your take that it's a 100% chance they win. Yes, 100%. You are not <laughs> messing
1: with Jimmer Fredette in something like this, okay? You know what I'm saying?
0: Now, that that image is downright frightening. <laughs> that image is perfect for
1: Friday this the 13th. This type of tournament is exactly <laughs> what suits one James Taft Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. Brandon Davies, Charles Abua, 100% champions. <laughs> Bring it. Oh, how bad does it smell inside that mask? Oh, it's worse
0: than and second And how much time. of a headache do you have with those goggles on top of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, <laughs> I'm looking through like three different things. It's horrible. <laughs> 32% chance because that's the number that Jimmer wore at BYU. I'm going to correlate uh, the 32? percentage. Jimmer wore number 32. I feel like it's lucky, okay? But Super, that's low. Superstitious. Just Superstitious.
1: On, on a Friday the 13th, being superstitious. Exactly. Ironic. Go figure.
0: Yeah, 32% chance they win the $2 million prize and the basketball tournament.
1: Number three. Going to the other end of the
2: spectrum, 100% chance that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> that was super weird. <laughs> Last one. What's the chance Croatia wins the World Cup final?
1: Look, the fact that they're even in this position is mind-boggling that that we as a show randomly selected Croatia who had no chance of being here and then they're in the final i'm going to say 99.9%. I'm giving that 1%. Wow. That 0.01% germ that can't be killed that is <laughs> that is what I'm leaving everything else I'm all in. the odds and we were talking about this before the
0: show the odds of one us even selecting Croatia, so 1 out of 32, yes. my math experts out there, you can do the math for me and, and calculate this, 1 out of 32 to even pick Croatia, but then to have that 1 out of 32 team <laughs> go all the way to the final? Yeah. And What are the odds of that? It was a 3% chance that Croatia won the World Cup when the tournament began, so 3% chance combined with the 1 out of 32 that we even picked them, combine those together, we're talking about atomically minuscule – percentages here that they would be there. It, this is incredible. The karma hats come through. I'm going to say 75% chance Croatia wins. France is really good. Fran- France so some opi- of the so the other teams France, that they beat. The thing is France and Croatia in my opinion are the two best teams that have played through this turn. Like they've they've looked the sharpest. They haven't lost. They're both undefeated in group play whatever. Like 75% chance Croatia Maximizes. I mean, they've already gone to the top, but maximizes the karma one more step, and they win the world. Do you think they'll acknowledge BYU Sports Nation if they win? I'm going to do my best to make sure that the Croatian government finds out about it. I'm saying, (laughs) Uh, just to relive how special this really has been. Let's rewind to roughly a month ago and look at day one, the genesis of how Croatia became BYU Sports Nation's official World Cup team.
2: Who's the team, Jerem? And the team is Croatia! Croatia! Croatia!
0: Let's update you on how Croatia went. They beat Nigeria 2-0. Two, two Croatia, our randomly selected BYU Sports Nation World Cup team, beat up on Argentina and Messi 3-0. Croatia how about that? has advanced the BYU Sports Nation karma.
1: Has transcended to new levels. It went uh, international. Undefeated in group play. Croatia. Beat Denmark in a nail-biting encounter. Is the karma strong enough to knock off the host nation? Croatia. Got
0: past the host Russia. 2-2 through extra time and then 4-3 on penalty kicks. Croatia's our team, baby. How can you root against the BYU Sports Nation karma and Team Croatia? Croatia beats England in the World Cup semi-final in extra time. Croatia will play France in the World Cup final. They had a 3% chance of winning the World Cup when the tournament began. We picked Croatia as our team, and they could win the whole thing Sunday. The dramatic music just makes it all the more spectacular.
1: Yes, well done uh, to those that put that together. That was fantastic. Well, And shout out to Hayden. Hayden, yes.
0: Who is uh, an English soccer fan. Yes, he had, to, he had to work through some things as he was putting that together. Now, I'm guessing that he wants Croatia to win to make the sting of the loss that England suffered to Croatia f- just go away a, a little bit. It's like, well, at least we lost to the World Cup champs. See,
1: I'm never that guy. Whoever beats my team, I immediately want them to lose next. <laughs> That's just how I roll. Even I don't apologize for it either. All right. All right. Coming up, Cougars and the Miners doing some work. More on that in the Cougar Whip Around. And she never skips leg day.
0: And she can probably lift more than you, Jason. Kaya Bramwell will join us. All eyes on the World University Games for the Power lifter. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I think I see
1: your car, Spencer. Follow BYU Sports (laughs) Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to use hashtag BYUSN to converse with the program. Great. Now someone's going to vandalize my car, Jason. (laughs) Again.
0: Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports (laughs) play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Joining us now, second guest of the day, Team USA Powerlifter, BYU student. She works in the BYU football offices. Her name is Kaya Bramwell. Kaya, welcome to Studio B.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you on a Friday. Um, And we were talking during the break about how we're just fascinated by your story and how one even gets into powerlifting at such a young age and then begins to excel at that same age. So tell us the backstory of how you got into powerlifting.
3: All right, so the backstory, when I was about eight or nine, my dad had, me and my sister, that's when we started doing club sports and club track. I think he knew that with our genetics, we would not have the benefit of the height, even though my sister somehow got that. But knowing that I would be short, I needed the speed and the strength to be my advantage So I started lifting. I did one competition then and then didn't really lift a ton just on and off through middle school when I started to pole vault. And then in high school, freshman year, I lifted a little bit more to stay strong. And then sophomore year was actually when I first started competing and getting a little bit more serious with it. Still wasn't quite my passion, but I was just, I kept going with it. And that year I was invited to a camp at the Olympic Training Center. Wow. It was kind of a fluke because a few people at that point had not been able to make it and so they reached out to me but after that i went on to junior nationals as a youth lifter where i medaled and within that same year was my first time making a world team so within my first year competitively lifting i made the youth world team which that was 2013, held in Tashkent, Uzbekistan.
0: Oh, okay. Just, just a random <laughs> trip to Uzbekistan. Yeah. No, that
3: was my first time leaving the country. My mom was very hesitant to send her 15-year-old all the way around the world for the first time. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the first experience. And then, like like I said, track was my main sport, so I was still doing that and even volleyball in high school. And continued to lift. Um, that next year, I had— I. Since then I've actually been to quite a few different national meets and international meets. And that second year went on to the youth pan, yeah, youth pan-American Championships where I was a I was one of the only two girls to medal for the US. Well,
0: you set a bunch so, of American <laughs> records there. Yeah, three, that,
3: I think. Yeah, that was actually at that point in my career was like the biggest moment for me. And there is actually a lot of a di- uh, lot of adversity and different things happening with my track season. And it was actually the same weekend as State for Track. And coaches were not the happiest with my choice to represent the U.S., so that was quite a bummer. But I was able to go and prove that it was worth it so I could represent the United States and to get the records as well as the medals. And then still after that coming home, Track was still actually going quite on track even though I had taken a little bit of a break focusing on the lifting at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just after that – Having that base, that moment has kind of been the fuel, at least throughout the end of high school, is why I kept lifting. And then went on to medal at a couple other national meets. When, follow, right, actually, sorry, backtracking. Just following that Pan American performance, I went to win youth nationals. And just from then until now, I've medaled at the junior national level five times, like five years in a row. Um, and now, as a collegiate lifter, even though we don't have a team, I've been able to go to universities as well as the senior levels. But you, un- need bigger, <laughs> uh, you
0: need a bigger you need a bigger bigger I guess display case for all of your medals. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah your bio there's there's quite a I mean, and you get to represent Team USA at the World University Championships mm-hmm. in Poland this September. Mm-hmm. So you are an extremely busy person. Yes, but you're also a secretary in the football office I you've, am. D- you've done that for what two or three years
3: um, just a year and a half about so, so.
1: N- now we have been told that that for those that have been in the football offices there are a lot of posters on the wall mm-hmm. we've been told that you on occasion have been known to talk to some of the posters Oh really? Is that is that an accurate statement?
3: <laughs> what do I say to the posters? What what are what are the allegations?
1: Um, I do we do we divulge this? Do we go
0: as far as this? I, I don't know if there are specifics of words that are said, but just may, maybe that you, you that, utilize the posters to mo- to motivate yourself. Mm. Is this an accurate
1: statement? Not quite. No. <laughs> Would you like to set the record straight?
3: Well, I mean, if anything, I'm the one who works there the hardest, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. They all put in a lot of great work, but yeah, the only thing that actually we joke about is they've got the mannequins behind my desk now. They put me in the corner. We always joke that they're my boyfriends and keep me company uh-huh. just because it gets a little lonely sometimes in the football office, yes. but yeah, so I'm in there every, every day doing leg day. If anything, I'll joke with some of the guys who look like they're lacking a bit, but.
0: You have every right to do that. You should. You should. In fact, I feel very small right now, Kaya.
3: Can you outlift
1: some? If not, um, all, if yeah, not all of
3: the players and coaches. You know, some of them they tell me that I can. I mean, body weight percentage wise, very likely that I can outlift almost all of them. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, I am a small girl, female. Guys should be lifting a lot more than me. If they're not, I'd be really concerned. (laughs) So I would hope that they can all lift a lot more than I do. I
1: feel like she was piercing my soul with those (laughs) looking right through me on that one.
3: Yeah, it's funny. There's some guys. They'll come in and tell me. Like right now some of the NFL guys are in their training. And, I mean, they're all beasts, and they'll always throw out there how I'm the one who's throwing around the big weights and stuff. But – uh, I feel like sometimes I can't quite compare to them. No. But. Hey,
0: that's got to be validating to have those guys say that and do that. Kaya Bramo's is with us on BYU Sports Nation. She is a BYU student, a Team USA powerlifter, and has her eyes on the prize of the World University Championships in Poland this September. How can people get behind you, support you, and, and help you get to Poland?
3: Yeah, so right now I actually have a GoFundMe page to help get me and my coach there. This trip is completely self-funded. Normally Team USA, they've got some programs to help out with other international competitions. However, at the university level, there are a couple other colleges. They already have a program pretty much set aside, but BYU doesn't have a team or anything, so I'm on my own right now. And so that's why I started the GoFundMe page to get me and my coach there because just the funding for it is the most right now. That's the most important thing to get there. I'm still training and doing all that I can on my end and just hoping that everything will fall into place.
0: Really cool. And if they just search your name and GoFundMe, they should be able to find it? Yeah, they
3: should be able to pull it up. And that's got a little bit more of my story and just kind of how long I've been lifting and what the goals are and just how excited I am to be able to represent Team USA as well as BYU because I I love BYU. It's my school, so – yeah,
0: Kaya, congratulations! Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks for coming into studio, being hanging out with us.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right, Great Kaya Brammo, power powerlifter. Jason, you going to go work out after this?
1: Uh, I am actually. I was, <laughs> was going to do that before, but they'll be m- with more of a purpose today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's impressive. Coming up, a special, a very special rise and shout, and your most valued piece of BYU swag
0: in the voice of the nation. Can you have more than one, or does it have to be just one?
1: I have more than one. I have a lot. Doesn't
0: everybody, isn't every BYU fan?
1: Yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance
2: is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, David Almodova
0: director of BYU 50, and Kaya Brama, BYU student and power lifter. Sorry, Dennis Petta, we really are out of time. If
1: you missed any of today's show,
0: you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the Jordan family. Whitney Jordan and our good friend Jerem Jordan, who now have a new baby boy, Tate Jordan, 9 pounds, 2 ounces, 20 and a half inches. Everybody's happy, healthy. We are thrilled for all of you. And uh, a well-deserved Verizon shout! Yeah, congratulations to
1: everyone in the Jordan family.
0: Uh, is his middle name going to be Optimus, though? That's that's the next thing we need to get on BYU Sports Nation TMZ.
1: If if he does it right, it will be Maximus or Optimus, one of the two. Our elite voice of the day from at
0: OPC underscore
1: Killa asking about
0: best piece of BYU swag. Might not count as swag, but when I was a year old, BYU was playing Miami in 1990. My dad couldn't finish watching the game because he had to rush me to the hospital. I fell on a rocking chair and still have a perfectly shaped Y scar on my chin. That that's not anything bad. That that turned out positive for him. That's I like that. incredible. For Jason, I'm supposed to shout out to Ray Fenga.